So I work primarily with women, but I do work also with men. And I've kind of seen over time the frustration that women have when it comes to dating and romantic relationships. But I've equally heard men have their own plight. And what I recognize is that um, there's a suffering that both women and men alike are experiencing in our modern culture, modern society, that I think are having really fundamental, um, there's, there are very unrealistic, unhealthy, unnatural expectations of men and women. And I think that what it's doing is it's confusing us. It's confusing our innate nature, our, the roles. And I know that that might be a little bit of a triggered word for some, (laughs) but I want to talk about like, what is modern culture producing? What is the environment that we're in that is creating women to be a certain way or expecting women to be a certain way and expecting men to be in a certain way. And yet it's very disconnected from our true nature and our romantic relationships are most certainly suffering because of this. So I want to go into what are some of the reasons, what are some of the things that are affecting and creating this imbalance, both in women and in men and in our romantic relationships. So let's dive in. This is Corinne Bloom, and you're listening to Raw Conversations. I want to preface this conversation by saying that I believe both women and men have their plight. And I think that just having this conversation is really important. Like women and men need to sit with each other and talk about our struggles, our frustrations, our pain, our suffering, our wounding, and to really listen, to really listen to each other and to have compassion and to, in a way, build the bridge back towards each other. Because I feel like what's happened in recent years is there's, um, there's just kind of, it's really easy to get into like either a competition, you know, a war between women and men. And I think what we're all really deeply wanting is just to come back to each other and, and to learn how to love each other better. And we're living in a modern culture that, in my opinion, is not very healthy. And I'm going to go straight into it. Um, I think a lot of, of what's happening that's causing a lot of issues for men and women individually and then also in a romantic relationship as a spinoff of it is that men are being emasculated and women, women are being over-masculinized. They're being masculinized. And so I think a lot of women and men find themselves confused within their roles in society. And and I also believe kind of the direction that society has been going in has already been kind of removing us from our innate nature, our inner nature, nature around us. But now it's also beginning to really confuse us as just who we are as women and as men. Now, I am going to be using the context of women and men and a heterosexual relationship, but I think this can be 
spoken about in any context because beyond the roles of just who, when I say roles, I don't mean society's ideas, definitions of roles. I mean, our innate roles as a, let's just call it our innate um, values, gifts, talents, the roles that we can play to really be in our potential and really within our authentic expression of being a woman or of being a man. But within that, there's also the masculine and feminine, which are non-gender based. And I think those two have been um, like twisted all up and kind of misconstrued because I think the masculine has been really vilified. It's been called, you know, the toxic masculine. And I like how there was a saying that was going around of the, the masculine isn't toxic. It's the, it's the, the missing of the true masculine that is toxic. So um, misogyny is not masculine, right? Misogyny is just toxic. <laughs> like that's not good no matter what, but we've defined it as, well, that's the masculine and therefore the masculine is toxic. Then out of the 60s and 70s, the feminist movement that, you know, in one way is it in one way, in some ways it benefited women. And in other ways, I, I don't believe that it did because what it did is it produced a woman in the world, but as a man. And the cost of that, the price that she paid was her femininity. And so what I hear a lot, and I've heard this for over a decade now, when I was running women's circles in London, they would be in the evening and women would come they would show up at 6.30 p.m. after a full day of work and they would be exhausted and they would say, I'm so tired of being in my masculine. Because if they're out in the kind of professional, most especially corporate world, they're having to be like men or they're having to be really in their masculine. That's what that feminist movement kind of led women towards. It's like, oh, okay, you want equality, then you want these men's roles and you've got to be like a man. And it's, it's, I think the, where the evolution of that needs to go towards is that women need to know that they can be in the world as women and that our feminine qualities are not weaknesses. Vulnerability is not a weakness. Emotions aren't bad. You know, all of, there's so many, there's like a list of things that I could go into that have been kind of vilified. And so in a, in a modern culture, that is so driven towards the masculine, but I would say an unhealthy masculine, where we've all been thrown off balance. Now, how does this affect our romantic relationships? Well, in many ways. One is if you have a woman that is way in her, like too much in her masculine and like in overdrive of that, there's not gonna be any polarity if she's with a man. So people wonder why their sex life isn't good if there's no polarity, if there isn't the dance between the feminine and the masculine energies. Sometimes the woman might take a more masculine role and the man might take a more feminine role. And, and that's okay. Maybe there can be a, you know polarity that is created there. You see that with same-sex partnerships, right? There, there is one person that will take on more of the masculine and the other person will take on more of the feminine. And, it, and they might have like a play between, right? And that can happen in a heterosexual partnership as well. 
But there needs to be polarity. But if po both people are trying to be in their masculine because that's what this modern culture um, pushes us towards, succeed, achieve, make money, have a good status, build your empire, um, you know, it, it's very goal-oriented, it's very ambitious and driven. And it's not to say that those things in and of themselves are bad, but when you lose all else... You lose the feminine qualities, you know, joy, the unknown, mystery, beauty, sensuality, being, um, you know, I could name off so many different ones, but when we've lost that intuition, <laughs> you know, interrelatedness, the, you know, the, the tribe community, these are more feminine aspects. We're, we're just being thrown off kilter. Now you add on top of that, that we um, live in a culture that tells us that we're not good enough and kind of keeps us like that because if you don't feel good enough, then two things will happen. One is you'll consume and the second thing is that you'll continue to chase the dangling carrot with the, the, um, the desire, you know, the, the message, the false message is if, you know, if you get to that point, then you'll be validated and then you'll be worthy and good enough. And, and the catch is that it's never good enough because the bar keeps on, you know, um, moving higher and higher and higher or further and further away from you. With that, there's also this idea that people, so one thing that I hear a lot from women, and I have primarily female clients, although I do have some male clients, but I hear a lot of women say, I don't know if the man that I'm envisioning is out there because what they come across when they're dating is avoidance, non-commitment, so one foot in, one foot out, um, maybe very immature behavior. They feel like they're kind of like a boy. I know that this term gets thrown around, which is not very kind and derogatory, but it, it can explain it a little bit, is women will refer to some men as like, oh, they're a man-child. And so what they're, what they're not seeing is like a real embodiment of a man. And I, 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 may, I posted something about this last week that was quite personal, actually. And it was very interesting because a man responded. Well, I had two different responses from men, and I want to share them both because they're interesting. So one was saying, he was, he was referring to, and he, he kind of put words in my mouth because he said, oh, women are always saying, where are all the good men? And I actually didn't say, where are all the good men? I was saying, where are the men? And what I was speaking to is a level of maturity and presence of an embodiment of a man really stepping into his manhood, really stepping into his full self and his power. And, and <clears throat> The reason why I didn't say good men is because I think there are a lot of really good men out there that still haven't stepped into themselves fully as a man. And now you have a society that's like nobody wants to become an adult because to be an adult in this culture is like you got to pay bills and taxes and go do a job that you hate and just basically live to work and you know, there's all these responsibilities and duties and you can get fine. You, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just being quite pessimistic about it, but at the basic level, like that, that's kind of what adulting is looking like for a lot of people. And so of course, a lot of people are like, well, that sucks. I don't want to be an adult. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to be, have those responsibilities. I want to be a kid. And so they kind of stay in their wounded child. 
And, and the thing is, is that that's very disempowering because actually when we really, you know, nurture to our inner child and allow it to grow up with us, and then we, we really get to be the man and woman that we are as adults, it's a beautiful thing. It should be something that we go, I want to be an adult because then I, you know, self-responsibility is a wonderful thing because then it means I'm really self-empowered and I can... Um, be mature. And in that maturity, I can find my wisdom, you know, and I can be of service and I can give and I can receive and I can be present and I can be loving and I can be nurturing and I can be protective. And I can go into all of these roles that are innately there as men and women, when we embody with awareness, our true innate authentic selves. And I think we're really missing this in our culture. So men are, sorry, women are looking for this kind of mature man and, and men. So the other comment that I got was actually from a young man in his early twenties that was saying, I really want to be all of those things, but I don't see it around me. I don't have the example. I don't have the support system. And that really, like, it really touched me because there's a lot of kind of blame from women towards men of like, God, you know, grow up, get your shit together you know, be a man. A lot of men are like, what is a real man? You know, and there's a lot of kind of maybe expectation that comes with that, or there's a lot of judgment. And again, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of emasculating or, or shaming men, shaming the masculine. But again, it got all twisted and tied up together when it should have been separate. Like what we were, what was being shamed was really unhealthy, sociopathic, narcissistic behavior, but that got wrapped in with the masculine. And what, I, what I'm referring to is really the divine masculine, the divine feminine, because the feminine can also go awry, you know, if we're, if we're unhealthy. It's, this is more of a question of are we healthy or unhealthy, spiritually, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, all, all of it. So, there, so men, you know, have, have been kind of vilified and then they don't have a good example I don't think women have a good example either. Like Hollywood is not the example. It's pretty terrible for both women and men. So, you know, and we don't grow up in tribes where we can look to elders and, you know, there's very little in the world that's like, here's an example of a natural man and a natural woman, <laughs> you know? And on top of that, there's all this kind of political confusion of what even a, is a woman and a man. And I, I'm not even going to attempt to get into that. I have no desire to go into that aspect of it. But really, there is a deeper longing underneath to come back to our true nature, but there just aren't the support networks for it. I think there are more and more. You know, there's more, there are women's circles, there are men's group, there, there are women and men that are doing the inner work and healing their wounds. And, and I think this is what we have to understand is that both women and men have their plight. They do. You know, we, we have both undergone a lot of trauma and a lot of um, pain and suffering really at the hands of an unhealthy society, in my opinion. So that's why this conversation is so important for us to have, to come together and to listen and to have compassion and to build the bridge back to each other. Because otherwise, if we get stuck in the battle and in the war between whose plight is worse... Um, we, we become more and more disconnected from each other. And I think like, there's a reason why we're put on this planet and yes, we might be different as women and men, but 
here we are, you know, and there is a natural attraction towards each other and there's a learning and there's a growth and there's an evolution and there's a harmony, there's a synergy, there's a balance that happens that when, you know, a man is really embodying the beautiful values and characteristics of being a man and a woman is really embodying the beautiful values and characteristics of being a woman, we enhance each other. And we support and we can create, you know, beautiful, strong, resilient, healthy families and communities and societies and the world at large. And I think we're in a time where it's like that is getting so shook up for so many different reasons. And so people are really, both women and men alike, are really struggling in the, um, in the dating scene and also in relationship. So, you know, for a man, it's really important that a man has a sense of purpose and meaning in his life. And if a man is going to a job that he hates, that is meaningless, he's being emasculated, he, he will see the kind of protection and providing of his family as a duty that is like a responsibility that is a pain in the ass. Whereas the true masculine wants to provide, wants to protect, but it has to have meaning for him. It needs to be purposeful for him. And there's not a lot in our modern culture. Most people do not find that their jobs are meaningful or purposeful. They're utilitarian. They're to pay the bills. Some people love their jobs and that's great. And that's what we should be all moving towards. You should do something that makes your heart happy because, you know, life is short. This life is short. For a woman on the other side, she's had to go into masculine overdrive, that if she wants to have a career, she kind of has to do it as a man. And then she's exhausted. Her feminine is, de she, well, she's depleted and her feminine is altogether. Like I have a lot of women that are like, they don't even know what the feminine within them is or looks like or feels like. They've been so habituated to be in their masculine and they might have a really strong desire to go into their feminine, but that also might feel deeply vulnerable and scary. And because a lot of feminine qualities have been deemed as like weak or lesser than, then there might also be judgment and shame around them instead of seeing them as something that's really beautiful and really valuable. On top of that, women face, and I think men probably face this in their own way, but I'm just going to speak to women because I'm a woman <laughs> and I work a lot with women, but there's a lot of double standards. There's a lot of contradictions. So kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So an example that I'll use is um, women that become mothers and they are stay-at-home mothers and they're raising the children. And that is a huge job, but they feel like they're doing nothing because they don't feel like society values that role. So they feel like, oh, I need to get back into work. I need to go get back into making money and being successful and working on my career. And I understand like as someone that is very, um, you know, I don't, my purpose driven, but what I mean by that is I'm passionate about what I do. I need the balance of being a mother and also doing my work because I love it. I love it. And so it feeds me. But what I'm speaking to here is that a woman feels like she has no value if she's just a stay at home mom. Now here's where the double standard comes in because sometimes there's a judgment, it's gotten better, but sometimes there's a judgment like, oh, you're just a stay at home mom. Okay, when are you gonna go back to work? But then if a mother goes and puts her children with a, with a nanny or a babysitter and she goes to work, then it's like, oh, you're a bad mother. 
So do you see what I'm saying? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. So the, 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 a lot of the challenges that men and women have within themselves and with each other, for, in my opinion, it's a product of a really unhealthy society that is not supporting our innate true nature. It doesn't support us in being sovereign, authentic beings. It wants to give us these roles. It wants to give us these definitions. It might even want to confuse us in those definitions. And I think, you know, when women are really asking, they're really calling men into presence to be in their maturity. But men need to also find their worth, just as women also do. And I want to just really commend the women that I work with that are just doing such beautiful, exquisite work on themselves. And they're really looking into their self-worth and they're looking into their past patterns and they're learning how to communicate and they're learning how to nurture themselves and they're learning how to show up and take care of themselves. And, and they're still not finding what they're looking for because I get the whole, you know, sometimes we get the reflection of where we're at, but these women are really putting in the work and they're still not getting what they're really, their heart is yearning for. And yes, we look at, okay, are these expectations, are, too, are they too great? Are they too unrealistic? But it makes me think of, um, I saw a post recently that was talking about, pay attention to the example that is being put out there of what a man is. Now, I don't really, I don't, I haven't had a TV for two decades. I rarely watch stuff, you know, even films. But they were speaking to the Simpsons and Family Guy. And if you look at both of those men, they were saying, how are they being represented? A man like this, that is the head of the family, whatever, the father figure of the family. I don't mean to say head like they're in control, but the father of the family is um, unhealthy. They eat junk food, so they're fat, they're lazy, they're clumsy, they're a bit stupid. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of respect um, or courage or any of these things. And so this post was really like revealing that, like, wow, look at, this is the example, you know, and it's great to like wrap it up in humor so that it becomes a joke. And, and actually I think men, uh, even on an unconscious, subconscious, quiet level that affects them. It also affects women. It subliminally is like, yeah, men don't know what they're, what they're doing. They're a bit like they're idiots you know, and it's really demoralizing. So, you know, when you look at social media or you look at, um, you know, certain entertainment, it's not a good representation of what a man is or what a woman is. You know, God, look at it, the expectations of being a woman these days. It's like you need to get Botox, your lips filled, your boobs fake, your butts fake, your tans fake, you know, it's like... This is madness. No wonder when women and men are lost. No wonder they're struggling in relationship because they don't know who they are. And when I speak about roles, I'm not, I'm not speaking to the kind of 1950s, like this is a man and this is a woman and you need to just stick in these roles and, and you know, deal with it. But actually there, there might be a point to that because, you know, some, some women love that. And some men love that. They love being the provider and the protector and they take care of the family with the finances. And the woman really loves 
taking care of the children, like that got vilified as well. And actually for some, that is a really beautiful, natural expression of being a woman and being a man and being a mother and being a father. Now for others, that might not be their expression, but I think we need to get out of this like one size fits all or the vilifying of something. It's like, oh, well, if you do that, then that's not liberal or that's not, um, uh, Oh God, what is the word? Not innovative. There's another word for it with an I. But you know that you're not you're not fight, you're not a feminist, you're not fighting for equality. And actually, in you know, everything's the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater, and then we lose really the innate, I'm gonna call them gifts that we have to give to each other. So what I hear a lot from women is they want this maturity. They want an embodied man. And what that means is that, you know what? He's done some inner work. He's on the journey. He has an idea of what his shadow is, what his triggers are. You know, can he communicate them? Can he take self-responsibility? Can he show up with maturity and put two feet in and commit? And that responsibility isn't like your mom telling you what you should do, you know, or else you're going to get in trouble. And what did you do wrong this time? But that also means that women need to do the same thing, right? They're also being called to do the inner work, to look at your shadow, to know what your triggers are, to learn how to communicate, to take self-responsibility. Both women and men alike are being asked to do this. But in a man, it presents itself. They're really being asked for a kind of maturity and to really commit none of this avoidance stuff. And if you do have avoidance, like I invite you to really lovingly look at that because it just comes from a place of fear you know, but, but we can't run away from our pain and our suffering and our plight anymore. We've got to talk about it so that we can heal it. And then we can really come back to each other and love each other and support each other better. Then I think when a man feels like, you know, his worth is intact, he can take self-responsibility. He can grow up into a man and he's not going to be villainized for it. Then he wants to be, have a meaningful, purposeful life where he can protect and provide and be there to hold the space for his woman and for his family should he choose to have one. Now, what I hear men asking from women is that they would be less masculine, less controlling, um, less cold, more nurturing, more loving, more sensual. And this is where, you know, society, so if men aren't able to really embody the man, it's because society has said that masculine is toxic. So they're in shame right now. And that makes them small and that emasculates them. Now, women are on the other side where it's like, you need to be a man. You need to behave more like a man. You need to be independent. You need to not need a man because that makes you weak, right? And that's, that's false. We don't want codependence, but we want interdependence. So a woman has been so masculinized that she's lost the sense of her femininity, her playfulness, her, her, you know, maidenhood, her sensuality, her sexuality, her, um, lightness, her, her sense to be vulnerable and and nurturing because the thing is she doesn't feel safe because she doesn't feel held because she doesn't feel protected. And if she doesn't feel protected, safe and held, how can she be receptive? The feminine wants to go into receptivity. The masculine wants to be the container so that that receptivity can open like the rose, that a woman's heart can open. And when her heart opens, she can give so much to the man. And so that's why it's mutual and reciprocal. There is no 
50-50 tit for tat. It's 100%, 100% going in. But when you honor your innate roles, it's like we flourish. We really flourish. But when we're struggling against our own inner nature, and sure, some women are naturally going to be a bit more masculine. Some, women, some men might naturally be a little bit more feminine. And then that creates a polarity, and that's great. But what I'm speaking to is if it's natural and authentic, beautiful. But if you are pushing yourself to be something where you know, "Mm, I'm not really in my true nature. I'm not really in my authenticity. There's something where this is taking so much energy. Or I feel like I'm in shame. Or I feel like I'm under pressure. Then that that, that's indicative of you're out of balance. And you're following the shoulds that society is telling you to follow. So what do we do about this? We, we, we begin by having the conversation. We begin by wanting and being willing to listen to each other's plight so that we can build the bridge back towards each other. And to really honor the roles. Like, yeah, there are going to be many ways in which men and women are really different. Our brains are totally wired differently. So there are going to be challenges. And yet through every challenge of difference, there's growth. And there's evolution. You know, relationship is a, is a wonderful teacher. <laughs> it can be bloody hard, but it's a wonderful teacher. And if we go in with the intention of what can bring us closer to our true nature, what can bring us more into heart? How can we love each other better? Then that's a beautiful intention that will carry you through thick and thin. So we need to listen to each other. And we really need to listen to our stories, not in a competitive way. Well, my story was worse. Women have it worse. Men have it worse. Like let go of the competition and and come together and just listen and and have compassion. And then, you know, go, you can go into, well, what are our innate roles that we would like to embody more? And how can we support each other in doing that? So if a woman says to me, I'm tired of being in my masculine and I want my man to just show up and be a man, like I hear that, then I'm going to have to invite her to stop controlling everything, to stop being so much in her masculine. Now, if the roles were reversed and if if a man said, you know, I want my woman to stop controlling and being so masculine, I want her to be feminine, then I would ask him, in what ways is he making her feel safe? How is he protecting her so that she can be vulnerable? So this is where we both need to take self-responsibility and to understand where we're out of balance within ourselves without any judgment, without reprimanding ourselves or each other, but really just understanding you know, what, where, where are the places of imbalance and how do we bring ourselves back into balance? And, and so that we can both embody the really beautiful, healthy, divine versions of the masculine and feminine within both men and women. And then each relationship has its own kind of negotiation as to which roles you want to play. There's nothing, you know, there is no one size fits all. So you get to create it. You know, what I like to say is that when you're in a relationship, you both, both individuals have to come to the table. And by coming to the table, you create what I call the third entity, which is the container that is created by these two individuals coming together in a romantic partnership. And so you have each of you as individuals and you have this container, this third entity, which is the relationship. And you have to take care of all three. 
And part of being growing up and becoming adults is really coming and sitting to the table, sitting at the table and going, okay, what do I have to give? So much of when people, singles are like, I want this, I want this from a man. I want this from a woman. This is my checklist. And you know, there's nothing wrong in, in and of those things in themselves, right? As long as they're not coming from a place of expectation, but it's also really important to look at, but what do you have to offer? What do you have to give? And also this really comes down to what are your values? What are your values as a woman? What are your values as a man? What are the values that you'd like to see in the person that you want to be in a relationship with? Within yourself, within the world, values are so deeply important because they become our, you know, our compass, our navigating system. So, you know, examples of values could be integrity, authenticity, good communication, emotional intelligence, self-responsibility, um, you know, playfulness, spirituality, um, having done the work, <laughs> um, being a unit. I think a lot of relationships, whether they're monogamous or polyamorous, I still think that there is a, an important, um, I don't, may, I'll call it a need, could be a desire for a sense of being in a unit, being in a team, being in a partnership. Because whether that team is two people or five people or 10 people or a whole village, there needs to be a sense of everyone is in it together. And a lot of relationships become me against you, you know, and you become enemies more than allies. And I feel like some people are just even going into the dating scene with that already there of like, oh, men are like this or oh, women are like this. And again, I think that is a product of a very unhealthy society. So what if we were to drop all of the societal bullshit and just come back to what is our true nature? And for some, that might be like, I have no idea. And so then that's a great journey to set foot upon. And to really be honest, where am I out of balance? What are the values that really have meaning to, for me? And am I embodying those myself? And if I'm not, how can I learn to? Where's the work that I still need to do? What part of my shadow do I still need to look at? And I think we all need to go, okay, I, I'm going to do this inner work and I'm going to take care of my inner child because our world, our relationships, we need each other to grow up into mature adults. Both women and men are needing that. We really are. We're really looking, you know, the, the masculine embodiment of a man and then the feminine embodiment of a woman that can be nurturing and loving and that a man that can be prote protected, protective and providing. And I'm just, these are just like fundamentals, right? I don't want to pigeonhole. I don't, I don't want to, you know, label. I don't want to create narrow borders here. But I'm just speaking to some very fundamental masculine and, and feminine traits. Of course, there are so many more. And that's a beautiful thing to explore with someone. But I want to just invite you to start having the conversation and to see if you're willing to listen and to be compassionate. And can we, can we move towards each other so that we can just, yeah, so that we can just love each other better. I think that would change a lot. So there's the invitation. You know, I invite you to think about it, 
meditate on it, journal it, go have a conversation with someone (laughs) and see what comes out of it. But I feel like it's really important now more than ever, and especially with all of this kind of online dating scene where there's a lot of, uh, it's kind of a very backwards way of meeting someone. And so there's a lot of judgments and expectations and disappointments and yeah, I could go into that as a whole other topic, but I'm going to leave it at that for now. So as always, take it or leave it as feels right with you for you. And thank you for being here, for listening and loving you from afar. You've been listening to Raw Conversations with Corinne Bloom. Thanks so much for showing up, listening in and being a part of the conversation with me. 